It's a Seattle Kraken game day, folks, and we are here for another episode of Locked on Kraken. We thank you for making us one of your first listens right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. We are going to talk about what the Seattle Kraken will need to do to get their first ever franchise win in the National Hockey League. We're going to go over the roster changes. There have been a handful and then take you over to what some of the experts are saying. We have the great Mike Benton that did a roundup of what Seattle Kraken hockey means to longtime fans, hockey fans, longtime Seattleites. That's a great read. We're going to do analytics with Allison once more and three things that the Seattle Kraken need as essentials for tonight's game against the Nashville Predators. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can follow me on social media at elindsay08. For those who are meeting or hearing me for the first time, I come from the women's hockey space, also have covered international hockey, including am accredited for the 2022 Winter Olympics, in which we have the Seattle Kraken prospect, Alexander True, Going to be there representing Team Denmark. And of course, the backstopper, the goaltender, Philip Grubauer, will be heading to the Olympics to represent Team Germany. So, those are a few of my credentials. I look forward to not only covering the Seattle Kraken for their inaugural season, getting you behind the scenes on some of the things to create this franchise from the ground up, we are definitely going to talk about the ways that the Seattle Kraken are innovating the sport, certainly in the National Hockey League. And of course, when I'm away and in Beijing for the Olympics, you will have a front row seat to everything that's happening for the games and as it pertains to NHL players and certainly Seattle Kraken players that are representing their country at the highest international stage, the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, China. Are you not entertained? Are you not excited? Can you tell that I am excited? But before we do all of that, I mentioned at the top of the show that it's a game day. So that means, of course, of course, we're going to go over what we have regarding the lineup now we saw a few people reporting i personally saw that ryan s clark first reported that dennis chalowski was placed on waivers well we knew that dennis chalowski excuse me was placed on waivers i saw ryan s clark first report that chalowski was picked up off of waivers by the Washington Capitals. So defenseman Dennis Jalowski placed on waivers by the Seattle Kraken after he was their draft choice in the expansion draft from Detroit, placed on waivers, and Washington has picked him up. A few other things of note. Um, if you follow Locked on Kraken on social media, at least on Twitter, you can see that our handle is at Locked on Kraken, so make sure you're following, but our name 
that we've given to our account just for a brief time here is locked on COVID protocol because we had a number of players that were in COVID protocol. Some of them did make it to Vegas in time for that first ever game. But let's hear from Jonas Donskoy about his experience with COVID protocol and what it meant to be able to join the team for the first ever Seattle Kraken game in franchise history. Yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy couple of days. You know, we had three guys who I, I think tested uh, false positive and, and uh, we had to stay in Seattle and couldn't travel with the team and and uh, no symptoms. And, and I had COVID last year, I'm vaccinated. So I thought, you know, maybe Maybe I don't actually have it, so um, just waiting. We had to get some negative test results before we could travel. So we flew, we got into Vegas right before the game, and and uh, yeah, just hopped in. And I'm I'm so happy that we were able to play and be part of the the first game of the franchise history. So, um, but yeah, it's it's fun to be back and kind of in the normal schedule now. And had had a good practice yesterday, and and um, looking back to get back to the game action tonight. So you heard Donskoy right there. He will be in the lineup again with Wenberg. And here's another roster change. So we talked very briefly that Alex Barre-Boulet was picked up off of waivers, was waived by the Tampa Bay Lightning, picked up off of waivers by the Seattle Kraken just as they were having multiple players go into COVID protocol. Alex Barre-Boulet will play on a line with Wenberg and Donskoy replacing Marcus Johansson, Jojo, who is dealing with injury. So this is an opportunity for Alex Barre-Boulet to get some minutes. And that young line is going to be rolling um, right after the Triple J line. So that's Schwartz, McCann, and Eberle. So... uh very curious to see what that line looks like. A few other things that we know is that Cole Lind was recalled from the Charlotte Checkers while Alexander True mentioned him at the top of the show. He has been um, assigned to Charlotte. So True was brought up when they thought they were going to be short multiple bodies, but he's back with Charlotte. Cole Lind, though, remains with the team as we have uh, Colin Blackwell has not even never even reported to the team dealing with a lower body injury. Mentioned uh, Johansson, Johansson with a lower body injury. We know that Yanni Gord still dealing with injury. As far as the rosters and the lines that rolled out for morning skate, I have not seen any updates on Yanni Gord. So he's still working on his rehab and his rehab timeline. Um, so those are some of the updates there. Um, I'm curious to see now that, uh, of course, Cholowski no longer with the deep pairings, what we're going to see as far as the mix and match there. But um, all right, so that's that's kind of, you know, that's that's kind of the stuff that, that we wanted to get through as far as the rosters, what we can expect. Uh, don't have the starters just yet, but we'll get that soon. Um, also want to talk a little bit about um, what to expect from this Nashville team. Now, the, the player that we selected from Nashville, and Ky uh, Kylie Yarncrock, 
not playing, still in COVID protocol. So that's a little bit of a bummer, but you know, the life goes on as the world turns. But you know, we heard at Morning Skate, you know, some of the guys being asked about Yaron Crook not being able to be in the lineup against his former team. And, you know, the guys are basically saying, unfortunately, this COVID and going through COVID protocol, guys coming on and off COVID protocol. We even saw the voice, Fitzhugh, Everett Fitzhugh could not make his debut because he entered COVID protocol as well. But the guys are saying, listen, this is not going to be uh, the last. It might be the first, but it's not going to be the last time we have to deal with this. So we do what we can and we move on. We forge ahead and it's a next man up type mentality. So at least we know that the players know that that is what um, they need to they need to prepare for. Um, but all the more reason why it was really interesting to um, it was really interesting to hear Donskoy in particular talk about Dave Haxtell and what he feels Dave brings. He used words like. Dave is calm and clear, and he has a simple system. And that's what the Kraken is working on. It's been what I've been reporting on from my time at uh, training camp and preseason, that it's all about working the system. The system isn't difficult, but it's new. And so Donskoy, talking about what he likes about Dave Haxtell, says he's also, he brings positivity, and he's a good communicator. He's not someone that's, you know, yelling at his guys on the ice, but that he's... um really keeping the lines of communication open. So I think that's exactly what this new team needs, especially given that they're still operating within a season that is going to be impacted, as we've already seen, by coronavirus. So to have a cool, calm presence that uh, that is Dave Haxtell and the coaching staff, and to have Haxtell and the coaching staff really establish and stick to the system is going to be extremely important as this team continues to grow and develop. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to take you over to, I mentioned it, analytics with Allison, Mike Benton, and what this franchise means to you all, the fans. I noticed some familiar names on this story by Mike, so I'm going to read some of those for you, and then you can check out the rest. And then... I want to close the show briefly, 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 briefly by giving my first reactions to I saw the ESPN pregame show, The Drop. I saw a little bit of I was listening in as they were calling the game. ESPN obviously called the cracking game as part of their doubleheader on Tuesday. And then I listened a little bit to the TNT call. And I'll give you my thoughts. All of that coming up on Locked on Kraken. But first, let me tell you about betonline.ag. For a lot of folks, it is football season. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. But as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. There's an updated site, updated interface, which means even more odds, even more props, even more contests for you and that's why we want you to head over to the website use your mobile device your tablet your laptop desktop whatever you got and enter promo code locked on to receive your 50 percent 
welcome bonus. That's five zero fifty percent on your first deposit. Comes right back to you. From football, though, to basketball, boxing, and certainly hockey, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And speaking of where the game starts, let's start with what the Seattle Kraken need to do to be a set, to be effective, excuse me. And so I'm going to take you to three essentials, three game essentials. This is written by Bob Condor over at NHL.com backslash Seattle Kraken. Here's what uh, Bob thinks needs to be done. And you know what? I, I talked about the turnovers on yesterday's show, and Bob talks about it here. When two Kraken forwards are aggressively forechecking deep in the opponent's defensive zone, the third member of the line needs to patrol outlet passes and or defenseman rushes into the neutral zone. Not covering an open man in the neutral zone directly led to the first goal. I told, see, this is my guy, Bob. Bob Condor, I told you, not just the first goal, but I think it was, it might have been the third goal from Vegas as well, came off, came directly off of a turnover. So Bob continues his thought here, or ends his thought with, fans can monitor. So I like what Bob is saying here. His second thing is about creating body traffic. And I mentioned this as well. Ryan Donato got a, uh, you know, gritty goal, got it off of a rebound. And then, you know, Geeky with a wrist shot, just beat Lerner. But what we want to see is a little bit more of the Seattle Kraken being able to use bodies in front of the net uh, make to be, you know, shields, um, to be screens. And maybe to, to tip some things in. So want to see some more bodies in front. I like that as well. And then the third is about chemistry. It's all about chemistry. Again, the Triple J line, Jaden Schwartz, uh, Jared McCann, and Jordan Eberle. I like, I like that line. I think they have a lot of chemistry. We're going to see, though, again, Johansson out, Cole Lind uh, or excuse me, it's um, Alex Barre-Boulet is in for Johansson. We'll be working with Wenberg, but we got to see how also Tanev is going to work with Geeky and Donato. Now, Donato and Geeky, they scored, but where does Tanev fit in on this lineup? I'm curious to see some of what Bob Condor has there. Also, we have analytics with Allison. Another analytics with Allison is up. And in this case, um, Again, bodies in front or where we're taking shots. And I really appreciate this analysis because I think I've also, I also talked about earlier this week, the Seattle Kraken, they can get a little cutesy at times. I think I saw that when they were playing in Everett, like they had the bodies there, but the passing wasn't connecting. That's, that's what I was seeing. And it was maybe a little too cute. And then there were times where they were pushed out to the outside and they're just passing, 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 but not really looking toward the goal. So 
high danger chances. Allison Lucan breaks down what that actually means. What is a uh, what do we consider to be a shot that's dangerous? What is the slot? All of that stuff. So take a look at what Allison has. Again, I will uh, post this or excuse me, place the link in the show notes. Um, but what we do see is that the goals that were scored, Jared McCann's goal, Donato's goal, did come from these dangerous areas, as Allison um, points out here in her article. So definitely check that out. I told you I did want to go over to another article. It's not the analytics. It's not going over the roster, but it's something equally as important, and that is what this franchise means to Seattle, what this franchise means to the Pacific Northwest. And I want to take you to this article on Sports Radio KJR, written by Mike Benton. You saw I did an interview with him when we were at training camp. It's called Let's Talk. The Kraken are alive. What does it mean to you? And I love some of this. So here's the tweet that Mike put out, and then he created an article from some of his responses. On October 12th, he tweets, Everybody, one more sleep, and then it's real. NHL hockey is officially underway in Seattle. What makes tomorrow special for you? Then we've got folks that have said they haven't lived in an NHL market for 40 years, and now that they're in Seattle, they can root for the Kraken. Uh, our good man Jeff, friend of the pod, longtime listener, says... I've been in Seattle for about 12 years, came here as a hockey fan, and have raised our daughter to be a hockey player and fan. Can't believe the day has come to bring the NHL to such a great hockey city, the Emerald City. But I must say, Jeff, saw you and the fam and looked like might have been traveling to Vegas. Also, thank you for catching up on the podcast on your way back home to the Pacific Northwest. Love to see that. Um... MJ never liked hockey growing up in the Northwest, then had a friend take me to a WHL game four years ago. I was deprived of this sport for 30 plus years, and I can't wait to watch my home NHL team all season long. I'm not going to go over every single one. Those are just a handful that stood out to me, but um, I love this. I love that Mike did this. This means so much to so many people. I think it also means a lot to the city. I know it means a lot to me as someone who has seen the Seattle Kraken be able to engage hockey-loving fans that don't fit the quote-unquote avatar, right? But we have to change what we consider a quote-unquote a quote -unquote hockey fan and a quote-unquote real hockey fan because I got into hockey not through the National Hockey League. So just putting that out there, but Mike, I love that you did that. But coming up next, you know, and I don't want to belabor it, especially because I don't think I watched a full game on either ESPN or TNT, but I watched enough and I have some thoughts. So I'm going to give you my thoughts and maybe I'm also spoiled. I've been listening, you know, to JT and John and Everett, but I definitely have some thoughts about the packaging for the National Hockey League that we saw both on ESPN and on TNT. That is coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But first, let me tell you about my favorite family-owned business, RockAuto.com. 
Now, now, you know, there's so many different makes, so many different models. It's almost impossible. It's damn near impossible to get everything you need from your classic brick and mortar store. But why, not only that, but why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can instead find reliably low prices at Rock Auto? Dot com. So we want to make sure that you are going to a family business that has experience, over 20 years experience serving do-it-yourself customers that already has an online catalog. And that, of course, is rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, whatever vehicle you have. And make sure you type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And I just want to thank you again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We come to you five days a week. We thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen. We are on YouTube. I've mentioned, though, before that I am in the middle of a move, so I'm in a bit of a transition. I've got to start taking my lights down, which I'm very sad about. I use, I don't know if you've noticed, but my backdrop, I use a, a lighting, like a tinted lighting system, colored lighting system. And the color is called Deep Blue when I record Locked on Kraken stuff. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it brings the drama. It makes it look like I'm in the depths, <laughs> which, of course, is the membership group. Hold fast, stay true. But, yeah, I got I to gotta switch it up here because I got to pack the lights so that I have them in my new apartment, which will have... Of a separate studio so you won't have to worry about like you know every once in a while seeing my laundry in the corner at least in theory <laughs> anyway you didn't ask for all that told you that I was gonna give you an update on my thoughts on the broad so okay so I've talked about this before I've made it evidently clear that I am not down for anything that is related to barstool sports so already the TNT broadcast, first of all, there were like, there was like an entire starting lineup of people in studio alone. I was like, do we even need all of these people? Like, it's a bunch of people. That was my first reaction. Then Paul was there and I just was like, you know what? I can do without this. So I didn't listen to the studio that much. I was doing other things here and there. The Rangers played the Washington Capitals. I was watching that game on TNT. So I'm obviously starting with TNT, even though they had the second night of NH, just so we're not going chronologically, just in case you want. And I'm sitting here, you know, I'm talking to family, cooking, eating dinner. And then I turn on the audio. And there's a, there's, so on the broadcast, they have the game. And then in a little box in the top, right-hand corner, it's Wayne Gretzky, the great one, right? And he's talking, and I didn't know who he was talking to. I honestly couldn't figure out what he was talking about because I was so upset that Wayne Gretzky talked over not one, but two goals 
including, which if I'm not mistaken, the second goal that he talked over did not kick it to the play-by-play or analyst so that they could call the game and then go back to whatever the heck story he was telling about the beginning of time. He he talked over the first career goal of, of a guy, I, I don't actually, I honestly don't know who scored, but the way the game went, I'm pretty confident it was the Capitals. No, it was the Capitals. It was the Capitals. I don't remember the kid's name, but scored his first goal. When I tell you, like, I was so upset. One, because I come from, for those who don't know, I mentioned it briefly, but I've also, I've called hockey games. As a matter of fact, I called the women's uh, all-star game in Nashville between the glass. I have this great video of me like walking over to the bench and he's like, all right, you hop over the bench and then that's how you get here. And that's how, and it was the coolest thing. So Bridgestone Arena, love that place. Gonna have to come through. Anyway, you don't do that. Especially if you're not the play-by-play. If you're talking and you see a goal happening, you either shut your mouth and you let the play-by-play guy take it over because that person's likely going to talk over you anyway. And the first, and then the first goal, that's exactly what they started to do. They started to talk over Gretzky and then the play-by-play person actually stopped because Gretzky didn't stop talking. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, I could not believe what I was hearing. Like, Gretzky is, I get it, the great one. Arguably the GOAT of the National Hockey League. I get that. But he wasn't there to talk about him. He was there to talk about the game. I thought that was weak sauce. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So that was my first impression of TNT. Not great. Not to mention that there were no women, not one single woman could they find to be a part of that broadcast. So that was my gripe. Emily Kaplan, love what Emily's doing. I like the podcast that she and Linda Kahn are doing. Some things I like about it, some things that I, you know, I don't, but that's great. I love that they talked about mental health. So that's really cool. Linda Kahn comes from, you know, an old school mentality. I kind of like the edge that she brings every once in a while, but it's like old school, new, new school, been around ESPN, rising star. So it's a nice balance. What I found very odd was the pregame, like digital streaming type show. I think it's called The Drop. I forget the guy. It's Greg Wyshynski and somebody else. All right, they're dressed more casual than what you would see on a normal ESPN show, you know, uh, jacket, tie, none of that. All right, that's fine. Um, you know, they're going over predictions and storylines. That all makes total sense. But then we get to the end of the show, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Gritty, what are you doing? Gritty, we're closing the show. What are you doing here? And there's Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, is on a screen behind them. And they're like, ah, Gritty. uh, uh, uh." And I'm like, this is weird. But also, I don't get into the, the, the Gritty thing's not my thing. It's not my thing. The only mascots that I need in my life are Mrs. and Mr. Met. That's all I need. And I, you can keep the rest. The, what's the Phillies, uh, fanatic? No, 
don't need that. Uh, Wally, right? Can you tell him a baseball fan? Wally, is that his name? For the Boston Reds? I, I don't need it. I'm not against mascots. I just don't engage. I certainly do not engage with Gritty. So it was like weird. It's like they were going to close the show and it's like, oh, Gritty, like, are you bombing our show? Oh. I was like, okay, that's weird. But Gritty is a thing. So, okay. I was willing to accept it, but like, was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to be like a, a every, every time it's on thing for me, the drop. Like, wasn't feeling the vibe. But then... They keep, they jumped the shark. They jumped the shark. If for those who don't know, it comes from that show, Happy Happy Days, where the Fonz literally is on like water skis and is like jumping on doing some like water aerobic or, or aqua, aquabatics. I don't know what you call it. Whatever. That's anyway, go, Google it. You can find out what jumping the shark means. But then they had some other guy. I don't know if he was just like a production assistant. Is he a co-host? I don't know. He comes out. This is revenge for Gritty. Blah, 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 blah. And like pie in the face. I know enough about Gritty to know like this is, I guess, what happens in Philly and at their home arena. I Like I understand. Like I have a I have a knowledge of that. But also like I don't I don't need I don't need. I just want the hockey. I just want the hockey. I just want the hockey. So I don't know. On the one hand, you have a guy that all he wants to do is talk about hockey to the point where he talks over the hockey game that he's supposed to be analyzing. And on the other, you have like, yeah, let's go for the like super. I think Greg even tweeted something like, yeah, we're going for like a blog style, like really have fun with it and get crazy type of show. I guess maybe I'd like for both ESPN and TNT to walk it closer to the middle. I feel like that's where I'd like to be. Closer to the middle. Give me the hard-hitting analysis. Bring in someone that is highly regarded and respected in the game, but make it focus on the game. I don't want to be focused or like you build you build an entire show around on the one hand a fuzzy orange mascot and on the other a legend of the game but that I, I i literally have no idea what wayne gretzky was saying it could have been the best story ever but the audio mix between the they were trying to pipe the sound in from the game then he's talking it it, it really what i was watching with a family member of mine and we were like did they are they even watching the game in the studio like how could someone who is so well known in hockey literally talk over a goal i it was the it was so odd so i don't know those are my first impressions let me know what you thought and you can do that by tweeting at locked on kraken on social media or you can tweet directly at me since these are my comments i'm owning it not a fan of gritty not a fan of wayne gretzky talking over not one but two goals in the run of play i just want all of sports to stop having interviews during the run of play because i don't know i kind of actually want to watch the game did i rant a little bit on today's show yes but 
don't let that fool you. I am super excited for tonight's game. We've got some people returning to the lineup. Alex Barre-Boulet, we get to see what he is going to do. Prominently featured on that second line, rolling out after the Triple J line. Philip Grubauer, I think he could tighten up his performance from what we saw in Las Vegas. And again, it's a Seattle Kraken game day, which means that we could potentially see the first ever Seattle Kraken win in franchise history. I'm excited. I hope you are excited. We had a squad cast with Locked On Predators. If you didn't listen yesterday, I hope you listen to it today. But I've got more squad casts coming up. We're going to talk. We're going to squad cast with Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets. We're going to squad cast with Rachel from Locked On Flyers. And then comes New Jersey when I will get to cover my first ever regular season Seattle Kraken home game or excuse me regular season Seattle Kraken game in New Jersey the Prue Center oh man it got spicy it got it got excited I got excitable at the end of this show but that's what we bring excitement passion hard takes but if you want gritty love I'm sorry to disappoint you but that's not going to be on this show all right, I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, for now, signing out and reminding you that now that you have made us your first listen of the day, head on over to Locked on Fantasy Hockey and make it your second listen. Host Scott Cullen leans into his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league and just like everything else on the locked on podcast network this is a show that is free for you and available on all platforms until tomorrow when we will get into what we saw on the ice against nashville this is your host erica Lindsay ayala signing out hold fast stay true let's go crack it